My name is Alexa, your sex toy guide to the stars, and this is The Plug. I am so excited to be back. Oh my god. I'm so sorry I've been away for like six months. <laughs> Something like that. So I mean, but I mean... I don't know. I really don't have any excuse. I do have an excuse, and that's going to be a lot about what I talk about today, but I am super, super excited to be back and recording, and I hope that I can get back on a regular schedule at least for the rest of the summer. So keep your eyes peeled. Remember to subscribe to my podcast on iTunes. Give me a little five-star review after we hang out chatting with, ugh, chatting with me today, and we're just going to talk about like just kind of where I've been, because the main thing that I've really been doing is... um. I hosted my very first ever kind of wine, cheese, um, sex education event, and I just kind of wanted to talk about my experience with sex educators um, and kind of where we differ with like, because I'm more of a sex toy educator and then how that translates into actual sex educators and how that all works and how that went for me and my experience and what I'd rather do and (laughs) what I need to remember to do next time. But Anyway, stay tuned. We're going to be having just a little catch-up chat today, and I might talk a little bit about um, about kink in relationships. That's something I've been wanting to talk about for a while, but you know what? We'll get there. So, um, on June, what was it? Was the, let me check. Let's look on a calendar. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, I believe, yeah, June 14th, so about a month ago, um, I had my very first um, wine and cheese event, and that is under my, like, sex educator name, which is Sex with Lex. Um, If you guys want to follow me on my Facebook page, you definitely can, Um, but if you're not from the area where I really do my classes, I don't know if it's going to be a huge help to you, but it's always nice to kind of see what I'm up to. Um, and my format was, um, we just had a bunch of like wine. We ordered a bunch of cider that we got to get brought in. I had a bunch of really nice, like artisanal cheese and charcuterie boards. Um, we had a draw, people got grab bags. You could come in, you could kind of do whatever you want. Um, we had an awesome discount on the toys, but the main thing that I did that I really want to talk about and the things that... I really need to look out for next time and just tips for people that are maybe wanting to get into like sex toy education and stuff like that was um, my uh, my topic for the night was buying your very first sex toy. And if you guys have heard my um, my earlier podcast episode on that topic specifically, it's really difficult to appeal to like a large audience because for myself personally like when I did my event and I'm coming from the perspective of like a cis woman so for me like I have a ridiculous collection of like 60 something vibrators and stuff like that but so for me when I think of buying my very first sex toy or when um like a as this woman comes into my store, the first thing that I think of when they say that they want to buy their first sex toy is always going to be a clit vibe, like just a little external vibe, something really easy to use, something really versatile. But a challenge that I kind of realized as I came into that evening and something that I think it's really important for kind of everyone to consider is everyone's first sex toy is so different. Like it's so, and that was such a huge hurdle for me and I feel like I kind of I went off the rails a little bit because it's just it's so difficult to like 
make that work for everybody because like say like if I'm like a little clip vibe is great for me but if you have like some guy with a penis and he's trying to figure out what's a great first sex toy for him like it's such a different it's such a different ball game and some people are comfortable with butt stuff some guys are wanting to get a vibrating prostate plug some guys just aren't there yet and they're like horrified by the prospect of getting a prostate plug and it's such a like complicated like valley to walk and I I had a really hard time with it so I like I had a really good time and I think it was really fun and one of my biggest things that I always advocate for in my sex education is that sex toys are super versatile and they can be used anywhere and everywhere and it's up to you and your partner or multiple partners or whatever you want to do to kind of discover where all of your favorite erogenous zones are and where just like a little handy bullet clit vibrator kind of works for you and i i think i got that across i (laughs) i think that was something that i really got everyone to understand but honestly it's it's just really it's really difficult to to kind of make that happen and um yeah i the job of a sex educator like well a sex toy educator really specifically is it's difficult because everyone is at a different place and everyone has really different experiences and i know for the future like with events i'm going to be wanting to do like um I'm going to want to be doing like specific topics. Like I think if I do another event, I'm going to want it to be like an intro to anal type thing, or I'm going to want it to be like a intro to BDSM type night, like a, it needs to be more themey than just buying your very first vibrator. But really, I mean, the night was more of a test run. It was a lot of um, friends that came. It wasn't so much like 100% the public who did not know me previously. It was a lot of my friends who came and they, I've been talking about sex toys for like half a decade now. So they're all pretty like, all right, Alexa, <laughs> we know what we know. <laughs> it's fine. So like so i think that was good it was it was a really good really good experience i unfortunately didn't get really any pictures so i am gonna try to post those on um on uh on instagram if i can get a hold of any but yeah i don't know i think something that i've really realized over the last little while is that the job market for people who are involved with sex and sex toys specifically is really niche (laughs) and I've um it's something that has really been on my mind lately and I don't know if there's anyone who is in the industry that does something else than like working in adult stores or um like someone who's done more than that or maybe they're like a sales rep for a company I would love to hear your experience because it's it's an industry that I really I really love and there's a reason that I've been working in stores that I have this podcast that I am doing these events like there's a reason that all those things are happening and it's because I do really care about it it's just it's a difficult industry (laughs) to really kind of carve out your own path in and that's something that I really want to do with those events I, I I really hope that it's that I'll do them enough and I'll I'll gain enough um, like, uh, I'll, I'll gain enough kind of speed in it, I guess, that, um, that I'd be able to do those events under, and people would come just because they knew who I am. 
And that's something that I think would be really amazing. And I don't know, I've thought about taking the like sex blogger route, but at the same time, like when you're a sex blogger, you kind of have to, there always has to be something that like makes you different than the common reader. So it makes it interesting for people to read. And I don't know, it's not that I'm not interesting. I'm just very like I'm I am a cis woman I've been in a I'm bisexual but I've been in a relationship with the same guy for almost three years now and that probably won't be stopping anytime soon and so I'm trying to think of like what kind of valuable insight I'd be able to give in terms of sex toys like I don't know I um I got the um it's this toy called the LV it's a pelvic floor exerciser and I um I got it the other day crazy expensive really nice it's like this little c-shaped green thing um almost looks like a little folded over sperm <laughs> um if you guys have seen like the we vibe sink or the four plus it's just that c-shaped type thing but it doesn't vibrate and it's just really sensitive so when you squeeze it there's like games and this little jewel and you bounce around it's really fun and i was talking to my boss about it and i don't know like i think i had insight into it like i i definitely have a lot of opinions on it because it is a 300 stress ball basically <laughs> for your pelvic floor um so i definitely have opinions on it but i just i don't know i don't know i feel like this episode is gonna be a lot of me rambling about just things that have been on my mind lately because it's it's I, I don't know like i don't know if i'd be able to offer valuable insight doing that i I don't know. It's an interesting, if anyone has any, like, any ideas about jobs in this industry, I'd love to hear it. Because, I mean, then, like, I was talking to, um, but then you, you'll chat with people like OBGYNs. I'll talk to people who are, like, um, who are more in the business of sex ed. Like, um, in the city that I, that I live in, there's, like, a specific organization that gets sent out and they go to schools and they do sex ed. Um... And stuff like that and most of them have never like maybe they own one sex toy but they don't actually know really anything about it they know that if you have an adult toy it should be made of medical grade silicone but it's so it's all the the medical shit it's all the stuff that like oh that's what this is for this is the bare bone super specific this is what it needs to be like but they don't actually own any toys they don't actually really know like what what feels good at the notoriety of companies and how things are made and the industry itself and that's kind of what i'm interested in is is the industry and how like a really active and comfortable sex life and i say sex life also if even if you're you haven't had like traditional intercourse in a long time just like you're if you like masturbate twice a day or every night or whatever it is like as long i i think it's really cool to see how an active sex life really like affects a person's demeanor and like that's what i want to do and i feel like there's just not a lot of opportunities for that and i feel like maybe i need to move somewhere else because I, I live um I live in Alberta in Canada and I feel like it's just not there yet the city just isn't there yet in terms of like comf like being comfortable with sexuality like sorry if you can hear birds outside they're super loud um but it's I just I don't think that the oh my god 
I just don't know if the um, if the city's comfortable enough yet for me to be teaching these classes. Like I I know that people are interested. Like when I'm putting up posters and it's advertising wine, cheese, and sex toys, and like an awesome like female empowerment night run by like like a young woman. I like I know that when people read those words, they're like, yes, that's awesome. That's what I want. But when push comes to shove, it's you don't get a ton of reception. So I just, I don't know if my city is ready yet. And I feel like the store that I work in, I've talked about the store that I've worked in, that I work in before, but it's very, it's very upscale. It's very like, we created it specifically so that it doesn't feel like you're going into an adult store. It feels like you're going into any boutique that, that you can think of, any kind of local boutique that's very clean, very nice, nice and bright, um, very, yeah, very just nice hardwood, like very not intimidating. And I feel like as soon as adult stores stop looking scary, then things are going to change. And But things aren't going to change with just one store. Like I, I feel like it's going to be years and years and years before the city that I live in is comfortable enough to to be that way, uh, to, to come unabashedly to a wine, cheese, and sex education night. And until that happens, I don't really know kind of what there is to be done. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's something that I've really been thinking about lately because it's such a huge cultural change that needs to happen. And I don't know if there's really any super sexually liberated place in in Canada, like in in Vancouver, which is uh, in British Columbia, like just to the uh, just to the west of me, I know a bunch of the adult stores that have been there forever, and kind of the fetishy stores, they're all shutting down. So it's like, okay, well, you can't be there. And then in places like I don't know, like Quebec or something, it's like, okay, well, I don't know how the scene is there. Like I don't know, I don't know. It's interesting. I hope that we start seeing a cultural change over the next little while. And I think that's going to come from like, I I don't know, maybe from like fetish being seen as not so abnormal in the media. Like I, there's this video circulating around uh, Facebook today or just really the last week really. And it's of a pony play convention. And like every, and the whole comments are like, oh my God, this is so weird. This is so disgusting. And it's like, at first glance, it's like, oh my gosh, like that's kind of weird. But then in my head, it's like immediately, it's like, no, these people can do whatever the fuck they want to do. But because 99% of people's first reaction is, oh, oh my God, like nothing's going to change from there. And like, I just don't know how or when or if we're all ever going to get to the point where we where we can do that and i like i don't know like i i don't know if passion parties are a thing where you guys are but they used to be a big i think they're called like intimate intimate somethings now i like to make them more sophisticated they're still selling the same shitty toys but that's what those parties are called now and like i remember those being a big thing a couple years ago but not anymore and it's people that like there was like, it was like, it wasn't like a pyramid scheme. <laughs> Let me know. Where is passion parties a pyramid scheme? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like 99% sure passion parties were a pyramid scheme, but I don't know. I kind of think everything's a pyramid scheme when it's like something that you get to do at home. 
get all like poor like stay-at-home moms lured into like Arbonne and shit and then they get stuck with all this product that sucks but anyway I don't know I mean if that succeeded that was a thing that worked out for a while but did people actually go to the passion parties or was it just groups of friends I don't know I don't know, maybe I just live in a really conservative part of the city or something. Because I know I'm certainly not, but um, I know a lot of people are. And that's kind of going to lead into my next topic, which is like meeting a person and being with a person who never was kinky and kind of introducing kink into a relationship. Um, yeah, and just like, yeah. So I have been currently dating this guy. I love him to bits. Um... Yeah, I'm, I've been dating this guy for almost three years now, and he has never been a kinky person. And that was and is kind of difficult for me because I was always very used to like very involved kinky relationships, like usually a very dominating place in the bedroom, lots of toys, lots was involved, long sessions. Um, one of my like longtime favorite hookups was always a very intense dominant, like, and that's always kind of the relationships, like the sexual relationships that I was used to. So it's been interesting dating a person who like never really did anything, <laughs> even like kind of along that vein and kind of slowly introducing them and it's been a really interesting and kind of eye-opening experience it's been really hard <laughs> i will definitely say that for sure because you'll like and I, I whatever if he hears this whatever it's one of those things where you'll do you'll have like a month where you're like having tons and tons of sex and you slowly are kind of building up to stuff and you're like trying out prostate play and you're trying out like trying to tie him up and like doing different things and teaching him how to use floggers and like just kind of the the emotional place of being a dominant and a submissive like just the the kind of headspace that you get into and he's he's just not very good at getting in to a dominating headspace because he's he's a very pretty boy like he is not the like he's not a super like one of the one of my old hookups he was like a really big buff crazy um rugby player and um, my partner just really isn't that and not that's not a bad thing at all but it's just it just isn't him so i don't think he knows how to get into that headspace and it's been like it's kind of made me reevaluate my position in sex relationships i almost feel like <laughs> and it's been really fun i feel like i get to it's like the most hands-on sex toy education you're ever going to get to do because i mean i'm not going to be sticking butt plugs in my friend's butts and being like so how's this how is this for you how does this feel what do you feel right now what about when i do this to your nips what do you feel now like i'm never going to be able to do that to someone who comes into my store so it's a really great thing to get to do it with my partner just being able to kind of feel it out and learn something, learn something different. I don't have a penis or a prostate, so it's nice to be able to be with someone where you can kind of like, you can take those steps and kind of flush things out and every little bit, how does this feel? How does this feel? Like that's such a really, it's such a cool thing, but part of me is like, oh my God, I wish that you just knew 
how to be super dominating and I wish you were okay with like, <laughs> like smacking me until I'm black and blue. I wish you just knew the right spots to hit because I have a bunch of beautiful, beautiful floggers. And it's like, I wish you knew where to hit with these. I wish you knew how to kind of go into a space and like immediately intimidate me in a really awesome, sexy way. Like, of course, consensual, but I want, I want to be intimidated. I want to be like, oh my God, like I want that excitement of what's going to happen next. And there just really isn't that. And it's, I, it's interesting just kind of trying to put that into a relationship and kind of unlearn past super boring vanilla behaviors and um yeah just kind of unlearning past vanilla behaviors and kind of establishing that type of headspace and it's been a couple years and like you make progress and then sometimes like he and I are both so 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 busy so sometimes like that's just not something that can happen and not everyone in the world has time for like an hour-long session so if you can get dick when you can, you do, even if it's not super complex and there's not a million things going on. Like, I don't know. It's not that I'm settling. It's just, it's it's difficult to kind of teach vanilla people not to be vanilla. <laughs> and it kind of like it, it's... It's also, it's also kind of fun to see the doors open and see you try something. You may be like, his big thing that I didn't realize that he really liked was like, I don't like electrostim. I think the feeling is very, very unpleasant. I'm more of, I like when things are like really like hard hitting, like big paddles. I love really thick floggers, like things that'll really bruise me. I don't like, um, like I don't like switches. I don't like really like light, slicey, painful, like things like that. And I really, I attribute electrostim to that, he loves it. Like he's crazy about it. So it's funny to be like, oh, this was buried within you and kind of digging a little deeper and seeing where that goes and where that comes from. And oh, you like this? What about this? Like, it's really fun. It's really fun and interesting. It's just also difficult because there's a part of me that feels like until he like decides that he's okay to open up the relationship that maybe I won't get that and that's okay that's fine but it's yeah it's it's just interesting to kind of like <laughs> to kind of navigate that and see where like I've I've always been a really sexual person like my my junior high years were filled with experimenting with girls and my high school years my very first high school boyfriend was crazy about sex toys and he would buy me whatever I wanted so my grade 10 and 11 was filled with buying all these awesome toys and kind of feeling that out like at 15 16 already having a collection of like 20 or so sex toys like it's it was so for me that was something that not that I had been raised with but something that I had like it had just always been commonplace and I realize as I get older that that is not the case for most people like at all and I, I didn't really realize that. I didn't realize that until I really started to kind of date people and like date other people and realize that, oh, okay, like this, this isn't a common thing for everybody. Not everyone was like sexually active at like 13, <laughs> which is, and not even like sexually active, but just like experimenting and trying different things. And girls are so amazing and intuitive, like actually being able to figure things out. Like it's, it's a different experience and I feel really blessed that I got to 
that I got to be raised, like, or got to grow up sexually with really sexually open, awesome people where it was commonplace to have kind of different fetishes and it was fine to talk about them and it wasn't like a shameful thing. It was just like, yep, this is what I like. And everyone's like, oh my God, yeah, that's awesome. And I feel bad because I know that that's not the experience for a lot of people. So yeah, I, I think it, it's been really cool. It's been really cool and eye-opening to kind of see where everyone comes from in terms of their experience with their own fetishes and stuff like that. And I think that's something that I always keep in mind now, kind of when I, again, if I ever do an intro to BDSM night, like it's not going to be, this is how you hold a flower. This is the parts on the body that you need to hit. It's gonna be a lot of like, this is the headspace that you need to be in. This is what you need to understand about yourself. Like it's a whole emotional, all encompassing experience. And it's a lot more than just like, oh, you're gonna hit me with a stick. It's like, there's so much more to it. And I feel like a lot of, um, like there's a couple different stores in my city and they also do classes and I feel like they're so into the technical side of things and I feel like before you can get into the technical side of things you need to see what people actually like because if, so, if you're just if you like I've had friends who like they've been like w like hit with a flogger before and they're like I don't get this at all but then they there are the ones who do the hitting and it's like oh okay I get it <laughs> so I don't know it's this has been such a like roundabout chat of <laughs> people being conservative and raised in different households and figuring out your fetishes and how they manifest and all that shit. But yeah, I don't know if there's anything that anyone took away from this today, but yeah, I don't know. Fetish differences in relationships and like shit like that. It's, it's an interesting valley to kind of walk through. It's been really interesting for me and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, that's where I've been. The last little while I had had my classes, I had, um, yeah, just still working away, all that stuff. I'm trying to think of stuff that I might be able to, uh, stuff that I'd be able to try out. I'm thinking about, um, th I'm thinking about starting a blog, talking about some of my sex toy relationship, not sex toy, I mean, I guess sex toy relationships. I do have a relationship with my sex toys, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of trying to think about other ways that I can diversify my my experience because I love this industry I love it so much and I'm graduating university next year and I feel like when I'm able to fully devote my time I want to find I want I want to be able to do this for a long time without just basically being a glorified cashier because I feel like there's so much more in me so I don't know if you guys know of any <laughs> any jobs <laughs> or really just just ways that I can I can keep teaching in ways that I can keep, um, yeah. And that, that's why I've kind of come back to this podcast. I didn't mean to be away from it for so long, but just the, I finished school at the end of April and then I was event planning all of May and most of June and then the event happened and I was so tired and burnt out and I finally, a month later after the event, I'm feeling emotionally prepared <laughs> to come back to it. So I'm so excited to be back and like, chatting with you guys about sex toys and relationships and I hope that um I hope that you guys didn't forget about me <laughs> and I hope that we'll be able to have a lot more really great topics in the future I'm um I'm just really glad to be back and I love you guys so much so um yeah give me a little give me a little review on iTunes make sure to subscribe so you know when a new episode comes out um 
follow me on Instagram at, um, is, is it the butt plug podcast or is it just, I think it's just the plug podcast. Um, it's the one with the cute pink logo. You guys, oh yes, it is the plug underscore podcast. So make sure to follow me on Instagram over there. I recently posted a picture of my sex, uh, my favorite vibrator collection. So you guys can see some of my faves that I'm going to be chatting about. Um, and yeah, I, uh, I can't wait to talk to you guys again next week. And I promise I'll be back next week. Remember to follow me on Instagram at the plug, uh, the underscore plug underscore podcast, the underscore plug podcast to see exclusive pictures, see what I'm up to, see some of my sex toys, see what I'm talking about, all that good stuff. I'll see you guys next week.